probably the most important thing. Don't ever feed him after midnight. Fucking Christmas. Hey, motherfucker. Am I number one and number two? No, I don't know what you are. You're just you're part of you're you're just part of this podcast lore now. I'm in the rotation. You're in the rotation, yeah. You're you're a name that's talked about but never really like your your presence is known. But no one really knows why. You know I'm what I mean? Spectre. I'm a specter. I'm a I'm a ghost on the wall. Exactly. And that's very fitting. So welcome to the Horror Throwdown Podcast, holiday edition, where we're gonna take a classic holiday horror film with a classic holiday film and see if what did Trunk say last week? If if know. the character in the non-horror film would survive in the horror one. He said the family, the family dog, Santa Claus, Santa Claus wife. Anyone that's marketable. Anyone, anyone who's like, yeah, a, a real, real bankable star, if you will. Yeah, I mean, Buzz isn't isn't marketable. He's just he's deaf, deaf fodder. Oh, Buzz from Home Alone is dead nine times out of ten. Easy. Can I? Uh, can I? Can I? Can I offer a note on on the intro to this podcast, especially for the holiday edition? Okay, I yeah, go ahead. This is this is my thing. You know, I do this. I want to see Joe by a fireplace putting up a stocking. Looking to the camera, <laughs> saying, "Oh, I didn't see you there." Like well, that. what All a right. wonderful holiday! And then Cisco, you put in, you put in a little like um, a little Christmas music, a little Christmas flair, and then you know, it's that time of year when we sit down and honor the Christmas movies in our lives because it's Christmas, and we make sure that we're saying Christmas. And uh, <laughs> we got, we got, we got Sam listening, so we can't just say Christmas. <laughs> And, and and then and, and just then, for you know, Sam, that's why we're doing Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights episode. Oh well, that's classic. You you open <laughs> up this big book of like, and here are all the classic holiday films that you, we know and love, and then and then we start right, and it's and it's just it's just warm fuzzy feelings, and by the chimney with care, a little bit of milk, a little bit of cookies, etc., and and we just we just really get into the holiday spirit, you know. Okay, well, if we were a visual podcast, then yeah, I'm I'm 100% on board. Right, right. Yeah, we, we need a little crackling fire. We need a little, um, we need at I mean, some point Cisco or Trunks to open the door. Oh, hey, neighbor. And then we need like a, need like a, like an applause, like from the yeah. audience. This is it. The right moment. Maybe if we had a, a, a social editing, media that we could yeah. post that. It's an editing-heavy episode, Cisco, but I think it'll be worth it. I don't know why this just popped in my head, too, but at one point, like, Cisco and I are just reading in front of the fireplace, as we normally do, mm-hmm. right? And then you just see, like, a rat walk by the fireplace, who's clearly very cold, and you see the rat kind of, like, warm up its hands by the fire, Ooh, and then keep going on its way, you know? And no and one acknowledges it at all. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yes. It's just every, a little cold rat who lives in the building. Just, you'll just see a, a disgusting rat kind of like wet himself off, you know, rub himself on something, and you just don't don't look at it. Yeah. So today's episode 
we are doing the 1988 hit film Die Hard, which, is it a Christmas movie? I don't know. You tell me. Pairing up with the classic 1974 iconic Cisco, with this is like the first slasher, technically, quote unquote. It's, it's, it's credited as one of the, it, one of the very first one of the earliest. Slashers. The 1974 film Black Christmas, which spawned two remakes, which are hotly debated. Um, and you've heard him already. Jeff Jeff and I is our guest this week. He is back. Welcome. Holiday favorite. He is a he is a holiday favorite. Yeah. Holiday he, favorite, Jeff and I. Thank he's you. our little our, our little holiday miracle, Jeff and I. Yeah. We call, there him, you go. we call him West Coast Devin. <laughs> but Devin is. Yeah, I, I didn't even give my name. You know who I am by now. It was Joking Case. This is Cisco Navarro. Producer Trunks got a little got a little coal in his stocking, so he's not joining us tonight. Yeah, he should be back ice, with like, us next time. He's on thin ice. He's, he is he's on thin on... ice. Let's put that on the podcast. Let's make sure that that is canon for this episode. Yeah. He is on thin ice. First, he, first he replaces us as the most lovable member. Then he gets promoted, and then he just doesn't show up the next week for work. That's a that's a, that's a huge move. Yeah, know? I mean, a huge power on thin ice, man. That's gonna that's gonna be a problem. You know what I mean? That man's a force. All right. Yeah. But besides the point. All right. Let's get into it. All right, because I have a movie in about thirty minutes. I'm trying to get to. This is one of those those quick tapings. Just uh, uh, put everything on one and point five speed, and we'll get out of here quick. Trying to, and then well, like with Jeff, really. Um, I don't know. We wanted to humble him. You, know? <laughs> you gave you you actually. I feel like you gave me a gift this this time. You, I'm not mad. I'm not fuming at the fucking mouth like I did <laughs> the last two goddamn times. Yeah. Oh well, man. let's let's bury the lead a little bit here. Did you enjoy at least both of these movies? Because last time you hated them. Yeah. No, I've hated I've hated almost everything I've watched. <laughs> you should. <be. laughs> this is two where I. I, I will be honest, I watched them back to back and I had a tall can of 8% seltzer. So like Oh my god. Perfect. I know it was like I looked at it, it as like 8%, that's insane. And then like I just finished it. And so do I have all the details clear in my head? Probably <laughs> not. Did I enjoy it? Yeah. I I I, I like both of them actually. An 8% seltzer while watching Black Christmas sounds like a fucking nightmare to me. It was, it was, it was not too bad. I kind of liked. If we're getting into it, like I, I kind of like. It felt like a period piece, you know. It was like very, very nineteen seventies. Did you, did you see that one guy with the afro at the very beginning? He had like a an afro and this giant mustache. Yeah. Uh, the white dude. Oh my god, that 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 look is so of its time. That like. Oh yeah, the dude at the party, right? Yeah, the Jewish guy. And <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. He's, he's not wrong. Yeah, but if that. we're just going out there like that, yeah. It's okay. J- Sam, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like, like things like that in that movie, there were so many things where, like, wow, this is a completely different time. They're hanging out in the living room, and they have that corded phone that they, that they like, pull and it goes all the way oh man yeah there's so many yeah they're all just hanging out about it so yeah that was that was a little teaser for the black christmas section of the of the episode um let's do die hard first because kind of like with home alone i really shouldn't give any description on die hard 
So I'm going to give the stats first, all right? Die Hard was released on July 20th, 1988, a budget of $28 million and a worldwide gross of $141 million. It has a current 94% fresh rating on the tomato meter from critics on Rotten Tomatoes and a 94% audience score too. So yeah, so Die Hard is about an NYPD officer tries to save his wife and several others taken hostage by German terrorists during a Christmas party at the Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles. Truly a Christmas movie. I know that's like the big debate, but this movie is Christmas all over. Yeah, you know, you know, people make that argument like it's not. And it's like, how is it not? Is it because they don't discover the spirit of Christmas? I mean, their lives got saved, most of them. That's... And like, like <laughs> they literally talk about Christmas at the beginning and the end. I mean. Yeah, it's throughout the whole want? fucking thing. Like, you, it's, yeah, it's, they make no mistake that it's Christmas. What no matter what, what you the... see, like, decorations in the back, you see, just, you see everything. Like, it, it, People? It's, it's undeniable a Christmas movie. Okay. People I... would rather, let me, let me just get this up. People would rather see Kevin be reunited with his shitty family and call it a Christmas movie than John McClane just beat up some men on a holiday and not call it a Christmas movie. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you this for both of you to play devil's advocate. Uh. No. So, so pretend you don't think it is. What what threshold do you think needs to happen for a Christmas movie to be a Christmas movie? What is the bar at? Santa Claus you know needs to bust out of the wall and just as, drop a as huge long as, load. As long as there's a Christmas tree. Well, first yeah. of all. What? As long as there's a Christmas tree? Okay. Okay. That's good. Then I've seen a couple pornographies that are Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, they're the holiday season. Just yeah. imagine, like, um, the fucking Kool-Aid man just busting through with Santa Claus. <laughs> so it has to be it has to be not only santa but he has to break something on the he way does, in. He, has to, he has to break something man he has to jingle break something way, for someone's back jingle all the way really did something to you i turned off jingle all the way the other day like halfway through i was like this is not a good movie really it's not good it doesn't hold up it's it's just weird i mean i remember watching it when i was a kid and enjoying it but you know space jam i remember enjoying and that movie's fucking horse it's kind of like that for me, but it, it was still fun. I, I want to finish watching it because I want to get to like the heart of all the Sinbad parts because that was that's really what sells the movie for me, honestly. That and do you remember when he has to list all the um the reindeers and he's running to a payphone and he's saying them out loud? Yeah. <laughs> that's actually not a bad impression of Arnold. In that thick Austrian accent. That Can you do... Since we're doing accents here, can you do Arnold if he was John McClane in Die Hard? Yippee ki yay, motherfucker! All right, that's the sound bit. <laughs> you know, you know. Funny enough, now that you say that, I was just talking to a friend of mine about this movie, and he said that, like, you know, one of the things that was really seminal about um, Die Hard is that it really changed over from like Arnold Schwarzenegger action movies of like this giant roided out dude to yeah. like to Bruce Willis who is like kind of an everyman kind of like a yeah. just a bald goon you know um <laughs> is that a bad description is that not no, like, well no I'm because he doesn't not even bald in this movie <laughs> is that like a Homer he's Simpson balding. thing he's balding isn't he always balding uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying like like one thing I, because uh, we talked about this, I think last time when I was talking about Bruce Willis and the Sixth Sense, how like I don't necessarily think Bruce Willis is that good of an actor. He just He's exists not. in good movies. <laughs> yeah, like like I don't see range from him. 
at all. But he's just a part of really good shit somehow. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because that's, that's, this is like, okay. I do like Bruce Willis. I think he's like an interesting man to watch. Uh, most of his performances are like pretty fun. Yeah. I will say this is probably the definitive Bruce Willis performance, though. Oh, oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. this is him just like, I will tell you, this is why people like him. Yeah. This is what people know him from. Like, this is, this is his Terminator, really. Yeah. Yeah. If we're talking Arnold, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I, I guess yeah. It's um, it's great because he's so capable in this movie, but like, like you're like a rat. Like he's like a capable little rat mm. getting dry near the fire. Like he's he's crawling around. He's <laughs> he's giving Hans a a a a gun that doesn't have any bullets in it, and just really just playing the mind game like. There's some like real shit in this movie that was like this is this is great. I really enjoyed it. I see. I watched this movie for the first time uh, last year, mm-hmm. like all like all the way through, and I loved it. I thought it was so much fun, and then I was excited to rewatch it. And then today I watched the first hour of it, and then I fell asleep for the last hour. I don't remember what happens. It wasn't. It wasn't getting you. It wasn't. It wasn't grabbing you. No, I've just been extremely fucking tired today. <laughs> oh, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I was, I was... I had some... I had fucking bad insomnia last night. Oh <laughs> it's like 3.30, and I was watching it. And then, I don't know, something about, like, the calming, like, just German accents, like, just serenaded me to sleep, you know? Yeah. Just hard. Yeah. It's like, oh, and then, like... Some people say... Some people say oh. Germany is the ASMR of the world. Oh, the yes. Yep. It is asthma. Now, yeah. listen to my voice as you fall asleep, child. Okay, that's actually a really good Alan Rickman impression, which I think he was fucking great in this too. Like, oh, he he's wonderful because he's horrifying he, in this. He's he's always a good villain. I'd love yeah. to see him not play a fucking villain once in his like life that he had. No, he's he's so good in this. And then you know, I normally look up like fun facts and shit like that, but the only one I do know from this movie is that at the very end, when he's like on the ledge. Like mm-hmm. right before he falls to his death, when they were filming it, they were like, "Okay, on the count of three, we're gonna release you, and like drop you, just so you know." And then at like one and a half, they dropped him. So like his reaction that you see on screen is like his legitimate fear of falling back. I legitimately feared falling which, to my death. Which like yeah, that's acting, baby. You know what I mean? I mean that's that's good. That 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 does elicit a better response. You know, I I have a fun fact by the way for this movie. On the poster, they didn't want to put Bruce Willis on the poster <laughs> yeah. during its original release because they ugly? thought people wouldn't like him. Yeah, because he's a balding man. <laughs> he's also not like handsome. Yeah, he's not like a <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's not a good looking man. <laughs> he's he's not a bankable star in the looks department. He's no Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? Right, like a middle school. He's not principal. walking around on set like Jesse Plemons. You know what I mean? Like people don't just see him as like the hot guy. Yeah, Jesse Plemons from uh, Breaking Bad and Antlers and those oh, movies. oh yeah, yeah. Is yeah. Jesse Plemons hot? Didn't you see him in um, I'm Thinking of Ending Things? That dude gained some like weight. He's getting like he doesn't look like Matt Damon anymore. He looks like uh, a bloated yeah. Matt Damon. I mean, age happens. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes you know, I'm just saying. We should think of a better example of a attractive leading man than Jesse Clemens. <laughs> is my critique. 
Yeah, also um, don't mention I'm thinking of ending things ever again to me because I fucking hated that movie. I'm thinking of turning it off. <laughs> As we say next time. Uh, so yeah, Cisco, what are your thoughts on Die Hard? Me? Oh no, I was talking to Jeff actually when I said, Cisco, what are your thoughts on Die Hard? Him? Yes. Her? It's the girl who ripped my heart out. The girl whose face will always be etched in my mind. Huh? She's really funny. Well, let's hope so. Egg? Egg. <laughs> okay. Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. I, I I like Die Hard a lot. That's it's definitely one. I think I fought for that to be on there even before you sent the list. I was like, if Die Hard's not in there, I will scream. Yeah, I was very adamant about this, and then I saw the Grinch on there. Because and... <laughs> my, my heart... thing, like when I was making this list, was like, I made the list and I checked it twice, yeah, but I was like, Die Hard is like the the hot commodity around this time of year. You know what I mean? Like everyone argues about it. Yeah, everyone's getting their little Nakatomi Plaza toys out. Everyone's getting their Christmas uh, reefs out. Yeah, their Christmas uh, machine guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. just instead of the like the nativity scene, it's it's Nakatomi Plaza, just like on yeah. everyone's front yard. Everyone's destroying their electrical uh, appliances with chainsaws. Yep. Yeah, they're cutting the phone cord. It's just a quintessential Christmas spirit. Everyone has a limo driver named Argyle. <laughs> Ooh, I thought it was dope. That was one of my favorite characters in the movie. I thought yeah. every time you saw him in the in the fucking limo, he was just chilling, either on the phone or just drinking. I also really love when he's walking into the party for the first time and the man says Merry Christmas and kisses him on the cheek. And he's like, fucking California, man. Speaking of walking in, when uh, all the goons walk in and they have guns through the elevator, but no one notices. Yeah. <laughs> he literally walks in with a squad of like, armed men and no one there's even people next to the elevator no one bats an eye can we talk about how it makes sense the even... man of the people and will walk and like rode there in the back of that fucking van sure why not hans gruber knew about exquisite fashion he knew about suits nice suit john phillips london i have two myself that man did not deserve to be driving around in a cargo trailer van. Hans Gruber needs to do what Hans Gruber needs to do. Okay, and there it is. The lore is back and back on track. He was he was a great villain. He would yeah. like God, give me a villain who is evil but with purpose. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of times it's either this person's just insane and is better than everyone, or is the exact same character as the main character, but yeah. evil, you know? Like, maybe that's the Marvel effect where everything is just, um, you know, kind of homogenized, but, like, Hans Gruber had a plan. He kept getting foiled, but, he, you know, he, he had composure. Like... Hand off your as you are our mysterious party crasher. You are most troublesome. Security he was good, man. Alan Rickman yeah. really crushes it. He was sticking to that plan. Yeah. He really, really was. Amnesty um, for all of these people, and we will get it. I was like, I remember it shocked me the, one, the first time I watched it, and it shocked me again watching it today when he just point blank shoots Takaki like in the head. Very nice suit, Mr. Takaki. To be ashamed to ruin it. 
I'm going to count to three. There will not be a four. Give me the code. One. Two. Three. I don't know it. I'm telling you. Get on the jet to Tokyo and ask the chairman. I'm telling you, you're just going to have to kill me. Okay. <laughs> And he was like, oh, you have to kill me first. And he's like, fine. Pop. Incredibly Take violent. Around, baby. And yeah, that just shows you that Hans Gruber doesn't fuck around. Hans this, Gruber, is, baby. this is Snape we're talking about, you know? Hans Gruber does not fuck around. <laughs> baby. <laughs> Which, yeah, those, that's like my biggest thing about this movie was Hans Gruber is my, was my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then yeah. it shows Bruce Willis running around through vents for an hour and 45 minutes. Just having a monologue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just a rat talking to himself. In yeah. the vents. <laughs> and then he's always saying hi to a nude poster when he runs by it. <laughs> I know you I knew you caught that. I At one point that. he kisses his hand and like kisses the poster. He's just a little grubby boy. He's got a little freak, man. He's all there trying to reconcile his fucking marriage. He's a little grub grub. I need to yeah. stop. <laughs> no, I know. I can't do Bruce Willis. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> You're like doing Bruce Willis as Hans Gruber as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, okay, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Hans Gruber. Uh, okay, as Bruce Willis. Oh, Jesus. Wait. Uh, okay, gotta go there. Uh, I think that was it. No, Jeff, I, I think that's all you needed to do. Fair Just enough. a grunt. Just run. Yeah. But yeah, Jeff, do you have any other final thoughts on on Die Hard or anything else you want to talk about this? Because I I really uh, want to get into Black Christmas. To be yeah, honest. let's get into Black Christmas. I mean, I I feel like we all have this. We're gonna come to the same conclusion, all of us. But let's just get to the second movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, baby. Let's go, let's go. Black Christmas. Hold on. Hold on. Are, are we doing? If, will Bruce Willis survive Black Christmas? Yeah. Sure. I mean, if we're doing physical stats on Bruce Willis, he he has hair and he killed a oh. bunch of fucking Germans. I mean, he's got a bunch of machinery on him. Yeah, he does. He's he's wily, man. Like he's wily. I know. I was about to call him Coyote at one point. Yeah, he's 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 not going to be taken down easily. And I mean, Black Christmas, like those they could have all the things that happened could have been prevented in Black Christmas with just like a little bit of like movement. You know, yeah, yeah. You always got, you always got to keep moving. Yeah. One, if that just... lady moved slightly to the left, she wouldn't have died. Yeah, you got, you got, people don't real serp, serpentine wasn't invented yet, Jeff. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You go straight in, Confederate style. Ta- yeah, the tactical advantage of serpentining and zigzagging had not come into fruition yet. Yeah, yeah. That one, that one scene where, where, where um, uh. That lady just gets taken out by that hook. It was just like, really? That's it. Well, I mean, she's she's a drunkard. You can't really expect her going zigzag is straight to her and going straight is zigzag. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean. Sorry, All do right. we need to just explain this movie first? Before yeah, we get Black into- Christmas Baby, directed by yeah. Bob Clark, from who directed such hits as Porky, 
Christmas Story, and Joe's favorite, Baby Geniuses and Super Baby Geniuses. Super Geniuses, Baby Geniuses no too, baby. Really? I saw last yeah. night. I was like, we have a fucking connector. He's... <laughs> this man has a fucking resume. Yeah, he's 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 put it all out there, Jeff. He is a man of the people. Holy shit! He gives you a little slaughter film, a little sexual porky film, a nice Christmas story, and then ends it up with some babies that are smarter than me. <laughs> here's um, here's the thing with with I I could see the parallels from 1974 Black Christmas with baby geniuses. Like they they complement each other very well. Yeah, they're all alcoholics. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They lead you to drink. They lead you to finish the drink that you have. That's eight percent. You just like, oh god. All right, we'll go on. Let's go. Uh, distributed by <laughs> Warner Brothers in the U.S. and international. Released October eleventh, nineteen seventy four. So weird, it didn't come out Christmas time or at least around December. Mm-hmm. But it's in the holiday season, so it can be a scary movie and a Christmas movie. Yeah, that yeah. show. That showbiz baby. Yeah. Ninety eight minutes again. Just. Perfect, perfect runtime. No movie yeah. should be longer than an hour and thirty minutes. It could have uh, been. It could have been trimmed. Yeah, it could have been trimmed. Could have yeah. been like an hour. It was like an hour. It was like ninety-eight minutes. Yeah, they could have yeah. cut eight of those minutes out. Oh yeah. Um, budget of sixty-two or six hundred twenty thousand made four point one million. So, Woo, again, baby. we're always covering money. This podcast doesn't know anything but money. No losers on this this series. We Except don't want to talk about right. a poor. You I mean, know, why would we talk about a poor? Yeah, we don't talk about poor movies, Jeff. All right, keep going. Uh, keep going, baby. Uh, score by Carl Zitter, which I believe he did the Christmas story. So those are some iconic scores. But Again, this movie, if you watch Black Christmas and a Christmas story back to back, it essentially it's... tells the whole thing. Uh, Joe, meet yourself. Time for the synopsis. Yep. Barb, 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 my sweet Barbara Ann. The way you drink booze and the way you talk about turtle sex. If I could go back into time and just be in your dominant presence, my life would be complete. Sincerely, Daddy needs to bang. And that is by Christmas. Jesus fucking Christ. Barb, Barb, Barbaran. That really got me. I don't know about Barb, man. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll start off right now. Some, Barb did something to me. First Z, then Barb. Yeah, I'm, I'm becoming a little freak boy. I liked, okay, well, Black Christmas is about during their Christmas break, a group of sorority girls are stalked by a stranger. Um, one of them is named Barb, as you heard multiple times from Cisco just telling you. But what I liked was, yeah, how it kind of gave us a backstory on, like, Barb, and she was clearly, like, an asshole and drinking because she was upset with, like, her family, like, her mom, or, like, not wanting to see her at the holiday time, you know what I mean? Is like they what, added context to these characters, which which I liked. I was too busy staring at her choker. Yeah, she was wearing a choker like she knew what she okay, was. I doing. felt like I was really giving yeah. a little. Yeah, I was like, punch me in the guy. face. Jesus Christ, a bunch of horny boys on the podcast today. Hey, I was just saying she was looking good. All right. Yeah. All right. She's sipping them booze. That's right. Well, um, yeah, I mean, uh, this movie, like I said earlier, it was such a time capsule of things where like it's like that you know like revenge of the nerds and like all those fucking college movies that came out (laughs) in like the early 80s late 70s like this feels like like the 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 environment was one of those which is super super weird to kind of see because like i think our whole lives we've watched these movies especially when we were growing up 
of like, whoa, college is going to be this crazy, blah, blah, blah. And then all, you know, it's never really like that. I mean, you have some nights that are really fun, but like, it's, <laughs> you know, this, this is a little more toned down, but like just the, the, the dad looking for the daughter and like the campus police not giving a fuck at all yeah. <laughs> just with some classic shenanigans. It's like, if there's a house party, they'll break it up. If there are straight up murders and eh, give me three or four days before I go and check on that. <laughs> my boy, what was his name? What was the officer's name again? Uh, the very incompetent one. Oh my I forget, God. The fucking they idiot. had to literally be like, don't you think this is worth looking at? Nash. Nash. Yeah. Nash. Yeah. <laughs> he just kept fucking up every time they showed him on screen. Every fucking thing. Sergeant Nash, could I speak to you for a minute? Yeah, sure. <laughs> What's this? Well, that's the number at the sorority house. Palatia? Yeah, it's a new exchange. F.E. New exchange? Yeah, Felicia. One of the girls that was in this afternoon gave it to me. She gave it to you. The fucking idiot. What I, what I would say I'm surprised at because my only this is my first time watching Black Christmas and I remember seeing, like I said, I think it was last week's episode. I saw the remake in 2006. It's bad. And from what I remember about it is that that movie just like it it just takes place in the house just one night. And so that's what I was kind of expecting out of this one too. But this was actually much more like lived in world. It actually, you know, had people looking for these missing sorority sisters and even at one point having a giant like search party around the neighborhood and campus. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what was crazy about it is it's like it's weird to think of a psycho murderer just in this fucking house for multiple days causing this ruckus you know like yeah. i feel like it makes more sense as a one-night thing where a guy terrorizes people but it's like oh yeah no i, I went and I, I murdered someone that i kind of just hung out for a little while you know stayed in the, the in the attic uh didn't really clean up or do anything with the bodies in fact no one even decided to look up there you know until that one lady did but like like just just chilling just straight chilling it, it was it was kind of weird in that regard just little Billy chilling in the corner. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I don't check my addicts. You know what's crazy? How yeah. unshocking or untimely it was the, the things that the dude said on the phone. Yeah. Like the creepy shit. Like yeah. it was like all of that, those are greatest hits of being a creep. Like it hasn't gotten different over the last 60 years, right? Like Oh no, he crushed. He I mean it was it was greatest hits for sure. I'm just saying that, like, you'd think you'd think in the there'd just be an update to how you be a creep on the phone, but really, you yeah. know, why, why, why fix it if it ain't broke? Right. Listen, you pervert. Why don't you go over to Lamp of Kai? They could use a little of this. Oh, why don't you go find a wall socket and stick your tongue in it? That'll give you a charge. I'll stick my tongue up your pretty pussy. You fucking creep. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you eat my little pee pee. Ooh, I'm gonna take the little turtle butt and I'm gonna just slather it all over my little yum no. yum. <laughs> it's like no. that. It's just like no. that. No. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, that was that's like when you're trying to be creative and not explicit, 
you know like this guy was just going for the for the yeah, yeah, my big wee wee blah, blah, blah. you know like it's just we can have a little more fun with it yeah. you know if we really want to creep someone out over the phone that's all i'm saying because that yeah. was my thing like i thought the phone calls were incredibly disturbing oh yeah but that's like a trope right that's like a motif of horror movies is the is the creepy phone call that comes from inside the house right well i will say that because that, that that is like the big reveal at the end of the movie like the huge yeah. twist which i knew about going in but that actually similar when i watched movie. psycho like it it play it pays off very well is this the first one that ever did that yeah it, it originated yeah. from this movie wow yeah. that's awesome to the front door and leave the house what's wrong Please, Miss Bradford, please just do as I tell you. Okay. I'll get to the bar. No, 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 don't do that, Jess. Yes. The caller is in the house. The calls are coming from the house. Jess! So, yeah, so as much of a trope, like, it, I think it probably wasn't, like, urban legends and stories, but, like, first time in movies, from what I've seen, people have credited this as... The first one to use that in a movie yeah because when a stranger calls i think it's just the stalker or killer just breathing i think that's like the big thing about it oh yeah that too that is a, that is a trope and that's and that's what i thought this was um so then when he started saying all this disgusting shit i was like oh <laughs> okay kind of took me by surprise i mean i'd say the th- same things to barb if i had the chance you fucking okay i don't want anyone to watch this movie and hear that and then hear you say that and then somehow you get put on the list okay i don't want to bail you out i'll bail you out cisco i got you don't enable him (laughs) (laughs) god damn but no i thought there was that's that's a that's a sticker you should sell don't enable cisco (laughs) (laughs) and then another one is trunks is on thin ice and then a cartoon of trunks just on oh, an ice somewhere. Okay. We'll get Devin on it. Yeah. Devin, our graphic designer. So I, I have a question. I yeah. have a question about this movie. Because by the end of the movie, I was very drunk and like not paying attention. <laughs> I had to re-watch the last like 15 minutes twice because I was like, wait, what the fuck happened? Yeah. So do we have definitive conclusion that the person is the bad guy? Peter? No. No. Okay, good. Okay, because I was like, wait a minute. No, yeah, she she killed her own boyfriend because she thought he was the intruder. Because let's be honest, like throughout the whole movie, my boy was creepy as fuck. He was creepy, yeah, yeah, and it was weird, kind of because it's like the the turtleneck for me is is you know still prevalent today. Except that like I don't think any kid in college is going to be like, yeah, I won't have a kid right now. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's he's a piano piano prodigy, so he needs to pass those genes on quickly. Yeah. What's the what's the career expectancy of a uh, professional pianist? Trunks okay, for him, up? not very long because he was a fucking bad pianist. I was like, this is terrible what you're playing. Well, I mean, he just got a, dro- a bombshell dropped on him. Yeah, His- I thought he was shitty too, which was weird. <laughs> was that supposed to be like a thing or was it like, oh, this is actually really good piano. You just don't understand. Or like this Thank was you. a joke. Like he wanted to be a pianist so bad and then he just fucking sucks, which I will say too about this movie. It was a lot fucking funnier than I thought it was going to be. Like, there were yeah, several sequences in here where I was actually, like, laughing out loud. Yeah, yeah. My girl, uh, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Mac, 
yeah constantly pulling out like new bottles of booze yeah i was i was hoping that bit would continue but then she you know got hooked at the end let's let's just go and say that like as far as slashers though this has to be an early one because it's not much slashing going on it's It's crazy yeah there's like two deaths and they're like really quick and not really like disturbing at all i could see like for the time the well not only just like the content of the movie but also like seeing someone get stabbed with a unicorn horn would be pretty shocking you know what was it called the what which movie what did i watch with you guys on the last episode that i hated audition <laughs> audition. audition yeah after seeing audition this is this is like candy and sweets you know this is just <laughs> this is just a good old time where no one's getting in trouble so you would you would put black christmas over uh over audition i'm yes i would <laughs> yes i fucking would i think because i broke you on that one i'm really sorry I, uh, you know, that's you're you're looking for good content. You got it, baby. You want me to? You want me to pull my hair out? It's fine. No, honestly, I would. I put audition over Dudley. See, I. And and I get why you wouldn't do that. I get why, like. I hate that I really liked better. Dudley. I, I'm really because, mad at myself. Because Dudley for that. was supposed to be terrible, and yeah. it was, and it was like giving you what you expect. Audition was just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and maybe it was at the time. Anyway. Uh, I guess my my ultimate point was though is that like because I had seen audition and the horrible shit that was in that movie, this like little slasher nonsense was like oh this is this is this is an easy listening movie. This is this is a movie I can you know go out and have a nice time to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, if but you I guess want, because it is seminal, because it is like yeah. the beginning of the slasher genre, it's probably got to be pretty tame. And like it did so much because like yeah, this isn't the first. Obviously, this isn't the first horror film in general, but, like, did a lot of, like, those creepy shots. And I'm pretty sure this was, like, the first, like, horror film where it was done. And, like, you see the killer's, like, point of view multiple times, you know? Which, that was really unsettling for me, too. Like, those moments, like, that moment when he was, like, freaking out in the attic. Like, I was, like, pretty disturbed by that. And I think that just shows that, like, yeah, this was, like, a pretty well-made movie. Because if it's released in fucking 1974 and it's still affecting to this day like that says something you know yeah definitely um so did they do like a uh, a sequel where you find the fucking killer or is it just like no, uh, okay I, here's what i'm gonna say jeff if you want to watch the audition style like if you wanted black christmas meets audition then watch the 2006 remake With or not really that like if, if you want black christmas but like a slasher that you think of like uh, what you imagine a slasher a traditional being. like slasher that yeah because 2006 black christmas is fucking gross yeah, yeah. the movie's disgusting as a slasher though it's very fun there's a high body count there's really really creative kills no barb there's no barb, no barb. but but phil is back phil plays mrs mack in the 2006 version okay but yeah no the the 20s 2006 one is like definitely just like a straight up slasher and then they they build on the lore of billy and agnes like they kind of give a backstory to to the killer which i think especially after watching this one is a bad idea uh it, it that's like a bad move because it takes away from the mystique Honestly, yeah that's exactly. why i like this movie i think especially since there's a one-off i'm glad they didn't go into any like oh there's a you know mental patient loose or hey there's someone got out and stuff it was just some random little attic boy doing his thing. Yeah. And I think and sometimes even... that's the problem with mm-hmm. some slashers. Yeah. Is that eventually once it gets deep enough, they start doing lore and kind of gets 
transcends transcends into a weird place. Yeah. But that's why I definitely enjoy Black Christmas. It's just just a little just a little attic boy having fun with his yeah. little uh, his little dolls. Okay, I I, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right about that. What do we think he can win though? Do we think John McClane could survive? Oh, I think he's seriously he's surviving. I Not mean, only would he survive, he would murder that guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he would murder that man in a fucking instant. Vent boy versus attic boy. I think vent boy is superior. Oh, yeah, vent boy. Vent boy is definitely superior. Not to mention he has he has a machine gun, which he wrote on on a body. Now I have a machine gun. That was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> I, we didn't even talk about that when we were doing uh, the Die Hard I have segment, a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. That's a Christmas movie, too. The ho, ho, ho was really fucking funny. Like, that's like, just like a weird sense of humor. But Honestly, when you look at it, uh, John McClane and I think he's credited as Billy, um, they're both just kind of both deranged lunatics rolling around a, <laughs> a house or attic and just stalking some yeah. poor uh, European uh, person. And that's so just Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of there's a lot of similarities between this movie too. What's my girl uh, in the beginning where they tell her uh, to go drinking even though she's clearly pregnant, and then they make a joke saying that the baby's going to be attending bars soon. <laughs> and everyone in this movie is an alcoholic. See, this movie had problematic jokes, but done well. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like classic seventies though. We're like, you know, <laughs> nothing matters. We're all going to die. Because I'll have a booze. When she gave Nash the fellatio and uh, the numbers afterwards. It's uh, fellatio 20880. Fellatio. It's a, it's a new exchange. F-E. It's a new one on me. How do you spell it? Capital F. I think I ended up giving it like a four and a half. And what was it? What was that picture of like that grandma in a chair and flicking everybody off? Oh and yeah, dad, I want that poster. That <laughs> was like this is where I'm sending my girl. She had a poster of two people just banging in the middle of flowers. She did have that classic '70s baby hippies, Woodstock, uh, flowers, '60s, weed, uh, Hell's weed Angels. Now. Weed now. Uh, what, what else is 70? Jimi Hendrix, baby. Jeff, do you have anything from the 70s? Yeah, Disco, Jeff looks like, baby. Yeah, Jeff is from the 70s. That's right. That's right. I'm so far in it. I cannot see anything. Uh, <laughs> the Bee Gees. Motherfucking. Uh, oh, ABBA. ABBA, yeah. Like pop before rock, really. Pop before rock. Here's, here's what I say. I, I say that pretty fucking constantly. I don't think you do. Give me pop any day of the week. You say you popped your knee because of a rock. <laughs> I, I did walk into a fire hydrant last night when I was walking around <laughs> my neighborhood. <laughs> Wait, Jesus Christ. I was uh I, I, I was having a little J and uh, I was texting and I didn't see a fire hydrant and I ran right fucking into it. And my leg has been sore all day because of it. When you say having a little J, do you mean you were you were jerking off outside? <laughs> yeah. A little J. Owen. This truly is a Christmas, a Christmassy episode, isn't it? You know, we're bringing all of our favorites together. We're just talking about some of our favorite movies. Yeah, Jeff, I'm, I'm really excited 
that you like both these movies because I let me really like them. Let too. me let me give a little little fun uh, trivia that Jeff would I think make that Jeff make Jeff laugh. Okay. Uh, Steve Martin uh, met Olivia Hussey, who plays Jess, hey. and told them that this was his favorite movie, and he had seen it twenty-seven times. Holy shit! Steve Martin. <laughs> Steve Martin <laughs> of the That's Martins. Weird. That's when Steve Martin was like huge too. That's yeah. when Steve Martin was like the biggest thing. Because she was, in, I think she's another movie called Romeo and Juliet, but she she thought he was talking about. It. He's like, no, Black Christmas, baby. But just imagine just meeting Steve Martin. He just tells you he's seen your your horror movie twenty seven times. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird from anyone, and from Steve Martin, yeah. that is like the most flattering thing in the world. Oh yeah, like he saves it because he is Steve Martin. It makes me like it even more that Steve Martin. <laughs> I see this. I mean, who knows how much he's seen it after that? Star hit films such as Novocaine, Bowfinger. What's that Queen Latifah movie he's in? Where Bringing I thought they were the gonna, I thought they were gonna get it on, but they never did. No, instead <laughs> she gets it on with Eugene Levy, baby. Oh, Eugene Levy. <laughs> That's Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber introducing Eugene Levy at a SAG award. That's right. They're SNL. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Eugene Levy. <laughs> He's just the musical uh, guest. Yeah, yeah, he's the musical guest. So it's just him doing like a stand-up. Shit. It's just his eyebrows playing music. <laughs> his giant eyebrows. All right, so this was a quick little. Uh, this was a quick little fast and yeah, I mean, Tokyo Drift yeah. episode. You know, yeah, I mean, he, as soon as as soon as he put this one behind the, the, the paywall. <laughs> the paywall. Yeah, as soon as he got guns, I was like, this is over. My boy Billy's got what? Plastic bags and a hook that. John McClane can easily dodge. Why was that hook even in the attic? Did attics just have have hooks back in the day? Yeah, sure. You never, you never used that attic hook, maybe. Yeah, I've never had an attic. Have an attic hook. Yeah, I think Gabriel got his mom up there. I never had an attic. Maybe you should join a sorority. Maybe you should join a sorority. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a sorority thing, Joe. You wouldn't get it. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's that fucking one movie? I think it's called Sorority Boys. Came out in the early two thousand. Right, like uh, Harlan Williams is in it. Uh, their like fraternity I, gets shut down, and they're like, "We need to get our thing back." So they dress up as women and join like the quote ugly sorority. Old school, starring Will and Will Ferrell. Almost like Joanna Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Joanna Man. Oh man, that movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that movie doesn't hold up. I don't think it would. No. There's certain things you just don't watch anymore, you know. One of those is Juana Man. Actually, fuck it. I'll watch Juana Man tonight. I don't even care anymore. Oh, Jesse Plemons was in, in Game Night. I love Game Night. We Jesse Plemons do... Jesse Plemons is also on Like Mike. I don't know about that. You he should is. do like, like Juana Man and then another movie and see if the other actor could be Juana Man and like make it through the <laughs> basketball season. You should do stuff like if, that. If anyone steals our Juana Man podcast idea, I'm gonna be fucking curious. <laughs> Here it goes, baby. There it is. We have hundreds and hundreds of cease and desist letters waiting to be shipped out and threaten you guys. I think Trunk said he's going to put a bullet in each envelope. We are not afraid to sue you. We will sue Jeff for yum yum. We will sue my mom for not letting me record in the basement. Everyone's getting sued. <laughs> Everyone's getting sued. You know, if I have to give up Yum Yum to the podcast, I guess I have to, you know? Oh, it's, I, it's I'm not a lawyer. 
but I'm pretty sure you guys have it all buttoned up. Yeah, Chunks right. is a lawyer. I don't even think I've ever said yum yum on the podcast. You said I yum yum like is- you haven't said what, Jeff? Yum yum. Haven't said what? Yum yum on the podcast. Sorry, my my audio is cutting out. What haven't you said? I haven't said yum yum on the podcast, Joe. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag could have been Dudley. <laughs> now could have been Dudley. That one's all yours. Put that on I don't want that one. <laughs> you know what? We'll, we'll send that one back. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll send that to uh, that Joe Rogan. Yeah. Joe but... Rogan just gets a, an envelope from us that says "Could have been deadly." Okay. All right. This was fun, Jeff. Thank you for joining us for the short episode. I'm gonna get out of here and go see Krampus, but I just found out today they're showing in theaters again for one night. So I'm, I'm prioritizing. Right. Thank you for having me, Joe and Cisco. All, all I'm saying is I'm prioritizing another episode that you're not even on instead which of doing is, the episode that you are on. Which is lookalike. Hey, man, you know, yeah. you got you to gotta do things to keep my episodes low. You need someone else to get to that number one spot. I get yeah, it. Okay. Gotta, this will probably, sky, this will probably skyrocket somehow. This here. is going to skyrocket because our, our last Christmas episode is doing is doing pretty decent. So I, I think the holiday ones are, are pretty fun, which I agree. Whoa. It's my new intro, baby. It's the intro. Well, let's let's let the people listen to the intro now. So for the Horror Throwdown podcast, holiday edition, this is Joseph Kincaid, Cisco Navarro, and our glorious, magnificent, incredible friend Jeff and I are signing off. Barbara, step on me, please. Jesus. Bye. Kevin! And probably the most important thing, don't ever feed him after midnight. Fucking Christmas. You think I, motherfucker?